Rest in peace, Jacob Brana. Today we mourn the passing of our beloved young forward Jacob Brana. He will be forever missed in our hearts. <laughs> my timeline has just been. He's my profile picture too. Okay. Right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and That's girls, enough. children of all ages, welcome back to the. Did I say all ages? My bad. All ages, welcome back to um the second one point five. I said hey, relax. I'm not like fucking being. She's not. We're going. Keep going. Keep going. We are back. This is episode one point five. The trade deadline was today. We weren't expecting to make an episode. We're going to talk about this on next week's episode. But you know, the Capitals decided to break everybody's hearts because they're fucking. They're fucking assholes. So I am now an Avs fan. Um, Jake, what's your? We're gonna go down line. Who's Avs? Team? Do you mean fucking? Who's your, shut up. Who's your new? Who's your new favorite? You team? fucking dunce. You mean the, the wings? Shut the fuck up. Let me say something. Who is your new favorite team? We're gonna start with. We're gonna start with Will because Will's been nice to me and hasn't interrupted me. So Will. Also, hi, um, Will. I really like Edmonton. It, it's it's always a pleasure to watch Leon Draisaitl. Anyways, Jake, McDavid. who's your favorite team? Wow. Oh, okay. Wherever Jacob Vrana goes, I follow. Detroit. Okay. EA. I guess you're Detroit too. No. <laughs> Who are you? If I wasn't a Cavs fan, I'd probably be a Lightning fan just because they're so fun to watch. Oh Either God. that or the Toxic. Ads. Toxic. That's, that's gross. The point That's is, toxic. So, yeah, it's toxic. It's toxic. So our second thing to say is this is the first episode with Will. Will, why don't you introduce yourself? What's up? I'm Will. I'm a 20-year-old Cavs fan from Austin, Texas, doing school here. Uh, but I grew up in the Maryland area Plays from Moco. and smart guy. <laughs> Don't know about the super smart part, but I do. I do enjoy an online game of chess, and uh, I'm excited to <laughs> talk about some Caps hockey. Although this is not the thing that I wanted to happen, so yep. here we go. <laughs> it's not been fun. Uh, so we're gonna jump right into it. Why don't we get to the Why don't we get to the other big trades? Uh, last night, um, every NHL GM said no one's having sleep tonight, and started making a bunch of trades randomly. The first one that yeah. happened, I remember, was. The Jeff Carter trade. It was Jeff Carter Which, is now a Pittsburgh Penguin. I think Pete Blackburn tweeted out, like, this is the first time I've heard about Jeff Carter in two years. <laughs> and oh. He's right, because I haven't heard shit about Jeff Carter in I a while. Was, I thought he retired. Um, I thought he wasn't with the Kings anymore. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a good He'll be useful. Pittsburgh I think he's a good third-line center. Uh, that'd be decent. <clears throat> but, I mean, honestly, he's not, like, uh, prime Jeff Carter anymore. And I really don't see that coming life in pittsburgh because honestly he is like 39 and is like a fucking fossil but i think it's a decent yeah, trade um, but the pittsburgh is like literally i think what's it called last podcast i was reading it they were saying stuff like um oh we need to we need to what's it called uh i'm getting a bunch of fucking discord notifications hold on uh, turn off all notifications. No one uh, was saying that Pittsburgh one needed another depth center. This was definitely not the thing they were like looking for. Honestly, this was kind of the the. It made no sense to me, honestly. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a weird trade. Um, third line yeah. center, definitely good move. Jeff Carter, not the move. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Trade, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh would Pittsburgh would Taylor kill. Hall, Curtis Lazar to Boston. Yeah, Taylor Hall to Boston um, for nothing. Yeah, so that was that was the problem. Nothing. If I'm being honest, I, I could see Taylor Hall doing good stuff there. Me too. Oh, um, here's the thing: everybody except the top line back. is struggling to score in Boston, and they just brought in another guy who's struggling to score. So it's either they're all going to start scoring now, or it's just going to combust completely, and someone's going to. But uh, yeah, so 
if we look at Taylor Hall's last two teams, though, it was Phoenix and Buffalo, teams yeah. who can't score very well. Yeah, Taylor so it could have just been really... Taylor Phoenix Hall. Phoenix actually has yeah, the talent. Just... Buffalo was just ass. Buffalo was just ass. But Taylor Hall is still a good player, in my opinion. He just was on bad team. He's just been He's on just bad been teams. in bad environment. He's, yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a great de- deal for Boston. Bad consider vibes. the fact that considering what they get out yeah outside of the perfection line i mean boston is not that that impressive in terms of they got fucking smoked Um, by yesterday by the capitals without like yeah yeah would they they even be happy about a win an 8-1 win against boston (laughs) you guys are happy you guys have fun good i'm gonna ruin that (laughs) okay okay no no jacob no jacob for you capitals fans are they're happy brian mcclellan's like yo i gotta ruin that somehow (laughs) oh i gotta hunt down the like your happiness okay the next trade i saw that was important was the trade with david riddick david riddick and um went to toronto now personally i don't know what the fuck's going on like it's i think we're all being in agreement that whoever leaves the north division is just getting fucking speed bagged in four games by someone like i don't agree with that i think toronto's Mm. a good team it's very popular it's very popular Oh, sorry. I mean, no, 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 no. You're good. Go, go. It's go, very go ahead, popular go to say Toronto sucks, um, and because it's fun, and they've been been getting beat by Boston in the first round for the past and few years. And fuck them. Yeah, and I mean they're Toronto, so you know. Have we gone through? The, I think... have we gone through the fact and realized that Boston and Toronto could play in the Stanley Cup final? Well, I think we did. We did a little bit last podcast. I hope not, man. We'll talk about that. <laughs> that was one of the topics. How do, how do we feel about, about getting Michael Raffle for a fifth round pick? Um, it's a nothing deal. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I mean, don't he, care. If don't that care. Was, I, I honestly was. I honestly wish we'd go back to time when that was the only deal they made, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> like that's fine. I don't really care, but okay. I wish we like partnered him instead of Jacob Rana for the trade. I wonder if. Did y'all was... see that the Flyers got rid of Eric Gustafson? All right, let's say, let's, see say, that. let's say on let's say on Toronto for now. Let's let's uh, let's do one thing. Yeah, at a time. Will, I do think you're right. Like Toronto's this year, they're they're a pretty good team, but I still think there's weaknesses in that whole North Division. Will still, still could possibly get out first round, and people uh, will still shit on him, and it'll still be funny. I don't I don't think Toronto's getting past whoever. Uh... Whoever they play in, in the conference final, but I do think they're yeah. a good hockey team, and, and now they have definitely. two two goaltenders who they you know you've got a young goaltender who looks really good, and then if he doesn't turn out, David Riddick is definitely someone you could turn to in, in the postseason. Um, so you know they, they have some pieces. I think they overpaid for Felino. I, I really do. He's not worth the first round pick. Anymore. Yeah, Felino is not <clears throat> worth that uh, but anymore. At the same right. time, I, at the same time, it was like, it's Mieta. another piece. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go. I. Personally, I think last last year in the playoffs in the bubble, like we all were thinking shit like, oh, well, like you know, Connor McDavid and like Leon Drysaddle are gonna fucking tear it up, and they're gonna carry this team to the finals, and they got beat by a team with literally like three good players in fucking Chicago, um, and it proved to me pretty easily that no matter what, I, like if you don't have a complete roster that at least has a semblance of three good reliable lines and two defensive pairings you can trust throwing out there and a goaltender that you can actually rely upon, like, you're not going anywhere in the playoffs. And Toronto doesn't exactly have three reliable lines. I know they're top line with Matthews, Marner, and Nylander or Hyman. And no, it's t- uh, Hyman. Hyman, and they got Tavares, uh, Tavares uh, and Nylander, 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 and fucking somebody else. That's a good two Ilya lines. Mikheyev. Mikheyev. And then Isn't third he a line, No, Mikheyev's a forward. Um, oh, I, I Their third no line is Kerfoot. Um... I don't know. 
The point is, is they don't have reliable names. In Edmonton, you've got your first line of Connor McDavid and whoever the fuck they want to put it wing with him. Second line is Dryside. Nathan Hopkins and then... Um, Pliarvis, the non-McDavid line. Oh, and fucking Yamamoto. <coughs> They've got yeah, good Yama- top... Yamamoto's on second with Dryside. I don't think there's a single team... The be- I think this is an underrated opinion. I think the best forward depth in the North, and you might hate me for this, it's got to be Winnipeg. No, I agree. It's I agree yeah, Winnipeg. They... If you get if Winnipeg, if Winnipeg traded for a good defenseman, I would be saying, yeah, maybe Winnipeg can lead the division and maybe do some damage because they have a goaltender, they have a seller deep offense, and they have a defense that's not terrible but is not going to blow you away. But if they got a guy like Manson, I would have been like, fuck yeah, buying on Winnipeg, they're doing some. Shit. I think uh, I think Winnipeg made like trades like right before the deadline, but they weren't really like they didn't do anything. Trades. They didn't really no, do anything big. Yeah. I mean, I think so, Toronto probably overall probably uh, rivals Winnipeg's forwards um, because they have they have more star power. I, I think Winnipeg has star power, but I think Toronto def- has, no, definitely has Toronto more. Definitely I more think power. it's um, it's gonna come to. I think okay. Um, we'll, let's go through the trades. I don't want to do one. I thought I just thought something. We'll do later. Um, the next trade, what was it? Uh, who, who was in the trade? The Felino trade. Michael Raffle for a fifth, a fifth round. We'll that one's kind of that. a throwaway trade. That that just kind of is. It just. What is. were some it's of the trades really last important. night? I wouldn't call it a throw. There were some other ones. There were some other ones last night that were pretty good. Eric Gustafson for seventh. I said last night, dude. Savard to Lightning to the Lightning is is something that. Hold on. Yeah, I we got, talked I, about that one last one, though. Hold oh, on. there's, did you? There's, oh, okay. there's like a list of it I made for someone that I fucking. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Here it is. Uh, okay, Mike Riley to Boston. It's a defenseman. Okay, cool. Um, Braden Coburn <laughs> to the New York Islanders. Braden Coburn to the New York Islanders. I don't uh. hate that trade. But it's I, for a seven. So you don't really lose anything. The Blackhawks got Adam Magadat from the Canucks. That's that's a good pickup. Ah, that is. Just... Adam Gaudet's not bad. Is he a defenseman or forward? Forward. Well, they need defensemen. They got really like, nice hair. They got fucking two. Defensemen. Really nice hair. That's what. That's it. <laughs> got really nice hair. What does he do on the ice? Ah, uh, he's you know he's got nice hair. It's not gonna matter. Um. He okay. Let's get let's get to the big one from last night. Taylor Hall to we didn't talk. Taylor Hall to Boston. So. We talked about that. I like actually I wanted to talk about it again because I didn't get to ask this question. How many – do you see Taylor Hall scoring at least four goals in the playoffs with the Bruins if they make it at all? If they make it, yeah. But No, I don't think they're getting out the first round, so I'm going to say no. And if and if you if the Bruins are healthy with Taylor Hall, do you see them doing damage in the playoffs? That includes their goaltenders I... who are there without right now, both their goaltenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah, definitely. I like. I think Bruins have always. I mean, you know, obviously some years they've been like kind of choking the playoffs a little bit. They're always pretty good. It will come playoff time. Mm-hmm. I always feel like they can do pretty good damage in the playoffs, no matter kind of healthy or unhealthy. Like they had that. What was the year they went to the Stanley Cup against the Blues? They had that Chara, that Chara injury, and he came back, and that was like a huge, you know, deal. Like got everyone fired up like that it like that was a big part of that like cup contending team mm-hmm. like he was out for a while and they still kind of competed so yeah like they always have necessary like, they always have weapons i feel like so all right shall we talk about the loss of our beloved all right let's get to it because we're not going to exactly dip around the subject anymore so jacob ron is gone i want to kill peter laviolette um 
Alright, I think everybody in DC wants to kill him. Um, so... Can we just go down the line and kind of everyone give their opinion? Yeah. I'll go last, because mine's going to be the longest for sure. <laughs> yeah, um... We'll start with, we'll go, go top first. to bottom. I'll go, yeah, yeah, you start first. Um, so, you know, myself included, along with everybody else in the Cavs fan base, I'm obviously, you know, a little heartbroken about losing Jacob Brana. You know, you gotta love the guy. And I myself agreed with everybody else in thinking that, you know, he, he was a big part of the future of this team. You know, like we all know and hate to think about, Ovechkin and Backstrom aren't going to be here forever. And, you know, Jacob Brana brings a lot of speed and, you know, just young talent and potential for the team. So, you know, I'm obviously a little bummed out that we lost that. But, however, Anthony Manta is a pretty good player. He's proven himself before he's coming up on – I believe he's coming up on 100 career goals and 100 career assists. Like, right right about now, he's at, like, the high 90s for both of them. And, you know, we look we look at his plus minus, and he, he's got a minus 14 plus minus this year, which is a bit misleading because he was on one of the worst teams in hockey. So we can't exactly look at that. But I do think he is a very talented player. He's only, like, 26 years old, I believe. And, you know, the dude's 6'4". He's, he's bigger than Tom Wilson. I, I you know, I see nothing wrong with that. I, I think it's a good pickup to the to the team. I think I think just alone, if we had lost just Brana for Manta, I don't think that's that bad. The problem that I have with the trade is the fact that we gave up those two picks, the first rounder and the second rounder. I understand why they put Ponick in the deal to open up cap space. You know, because it's not like we're even using him now that he was put on you know healthy scratch, but. I think I think if it was just those two players for Manta, that I can understand. But you know, Verona and Manta have pretty even stats, so just a one-for-one one deal makes sense. But giving up a first and a second for it is is a bit overplaying <coughs> my eyes. But I'm excited to see what he can do. You know, because we play tomorrow. You know, I'd I'd like to see him put up a hat trick just to say fuck you guys to everybody else who's who's mm. you know not happy about right, him snaps, coming boys, here. Snaps, get some snaps. <laughs> Thank All you, right. Jake. You're up. All right. So, uh, like, I, the Vrana news broke when I was literally right about to go play golf, and it sucked, and I, I played like shit. Um, <laughs> but because of <laughs> it, guy. but um, Vrana, the first Cavs game I went to, the first goal was scored by Vrana, and like I, I was, you know, when he came up, when he was a rookie, and I was watching, I'm like, holy shit, this guy's gonna be a good future for our team. And then he had that goal in game five, that breakaway goal in game five. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, this dude's going to be so good in the that future. And then that next year. season, he had a great uh, – how many goals did he have? Um, 20. 20, right? Yeah, he was 20 goals. Like yeah. He had a 25-goal season in, in wow. yeah. Um, and, and, and So a lot of the moments from, like, the past couple years, you could, like, trace back to, like, stuff Rana has done. Like, his first well, – he had that hat trick when Nats were in the stadium, like, in the arena – like moments like that, like he just gave Caps fans such great moments and just a, such a good, like he's, you know, he's my, like just a nice dude, you know. I'm very upset about this trade. Yeah. We, sh- we shared a name too, you know. It's a big connection there, Jake and Jake. Never I'm forget just, Jack Bub. Jack Bub. I'm just like, but you're right. Monther is a good player. We're going to be excited to see what he brings to us and like how we'll fit in with the team and, and all that. But losing Grana is like, that's that sucked, and I, I really liked him. 
you know, big fan. I was gonna get his jersey this year, and they, I couldn't find a reverse I'm retro. So glad that I hadn't added jerseys. his jersey. Did you see? Ke- did you see Noah? Did you see Noah? I have has two of his two. fucking jerseys. There was like eight no- different people on Twitter. Noah got his jerseys. one of his today. I saw yeah. Noah got his uh his uh third jersey today. And then he's That's yeah, it. and then he's he has another Veronica jersey coming. <laughs> Molly said that hers was getting stitched with his name like right now as we speak. That's oh crazy. no! That's so tragic. That's horrible. All right, snaps. One other thing, sorry to you know, sorry to like not change the topic, but sad. If you look up Jacob Verona on Google, his little bio, it still says player for the Washington Capitals. Snaps for Jake, boy. Snap for Jake. Snaps for Jake. All the things that come up, it's it's like articles about him getting traded. Well, you're up. Uh, are we not going down? Okay. Yeah, um, I said I was going last. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I forgot. Um, he's gonna he's gonna yell at Laviolette. He needs to go dude, last. I'm, I'm <laughs> fucking no. <laughs> Laviolette, if I'll you're say, listening to this shit, I hope he does. I'll say Anthony Montha is a more complete player than Jacob Vrana. I Fuck think. But I don't think. I don't think anyone's arguing. <laughs> that. Um, he's a young player. He's he's on a contract for for what the, I believe the next, next twenty three twenty four years. Yeah, so, so, so he'll be with the team for a while, and hopefully he'll help us contend for a while. Um, I'm excited to have him on the team. I think he's a really good player, but it just we just give up too much. Um, yeah. I understand that second you round pick you, is just... <laughs> Fuck you! I just saw the tweet you sent. I'm just I'm sorry. I'm really sad. <laughs> so so the, the the second round pick that we that we give up. I understand that's for them to take uh, take Ponick's contract. That makes sense. But when you talk about just throwing around a first rounder like that, when when you're uh, already giving up a very very talented young player in Jacob Rana, who you would have had restricted free agent rights to, it's not like he was going to be a UFA next year, right? Was he? No, he wasn't. He was so. a restricted free agent. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we likely would have re-signed him. So you're already giving up a young talented player. You're already giving up a second round pick to to get. Um, you know, Ponic off the books. You give up a first round pick. That's just a lot of draft capital. This is a team that's pretty objectively in the bottom five when you look at potential NHL prospects. Um, we really lack forward prospects. I mean, if you look at our best prospects outside of McMichael and, and maybe Lapierre, it's it's mostly defensemen that you know the Capitals have. So we're going to desperately need forwards in the future. And I feel like a trade that gives up so much forward depth for for one player, just when you're in the position that the Caps are, it's just not worth it. Um. And then you look at Vrana. Vrana is a great young player, and it's just like that's hard to get rid of. Uh, Montha's a good player. He's not as fast as Vrana, and the Capitals really lack speed. Um, you know, Ovechkin's he's not you know 23 anymore. He can't. He's he's not, he doesn't have that blazing speed. Carl uh, Hagelin is probably the fastest skater on the Capitals. Oh my he's gosh. on the fourth line, and and he's not <laughs> he's never scored a breakaway in his life. So. Um, you just look at like the the speed now on this team, and it's it's just not there, and and it's a little concerning because when you think about in the past the the teams that have beat us um, in the playoffs, a lot of them had a lot of speed. Those Penguins teams, the reasons that they got worse is because they started going away from that that philosophy of speed. Um, and really, one team I'm very worried about now um, because we don't have the speed to compete with them is New York, because uh, New York Islanders to be specific. When you watch us play the Islanders, Matthew Matt Barzal just runs circles around us. Dude, he, he, he does whatever he wants, and there's nobody on this team that can skate with him. He destroys I'm us. Saying, I'm not saying Vrana is is the, you know, the counterpunch that you need for Matt Barzal, but this team just doesn't something. have the speed. This team doesn't have the speed to compete with guys like Barzal. 
Um, and that's really concerning because, you know, size can only get you so far in, in, in the NHL. You need some speed, you need some skill, and I'm just a little worried about the team going away from that. Uh, and when you give up those picks, it's just it's not a deal that I like. I'm excited for Month. I hope he can bring some good things to DC. He's not the slowest guy. He's not slow, but he's, he's not Jacob, Jacob Rana fast. He's just not. So I, I'm concerned about the direction this team is going, but, you know, all's forgiven if they manage to make a run. So I guess we'll just see what, what Ra, or what Monta does here. All right, snaps, boys. Snaps. And on the other hand of that, Dylan Larkin and Vron is going to be a good pairing. That's going to be nasty. That, that, will be, that will That's going to be a fast little first one. All right. My turn. So. Oh, my God. Before I get angry and upset, I'm going to try to take this as rational as I can. Because, honestly, I think, rationally speaking, I'm along the lines of what everybody else has been saying. Richard Ponick's contract is going to be was going to be a problem. It was a lot of money to a guy we are not even fucking playing. And giving up yeah. a second-round pick just to get it out of there seemed like a perfect idea. I know we would have probably gotten, like, a fucking fifth or sixth-round pick in return. I would have taken it. And I would have been like, okay, you know, it's the worst case scenario is that. That's fine. Um, then we get to the Jacob Rana, the first round pick part. Um, Jacob Rana has not only improved, but he has blown past every single expectation he's been set by. While also doing it, while seemingly having two out of the three coaches he's worked with be a fucking burden to his development. Like, Barry Trotz yeah. wouldn't use him. And nobody knew why. He was one of the best forwards on this team. He had the best speed. He had the best upside. He made the most critical plays ever in this cup run. Like, if you think top five most critical plays of the cup run, he's in at least two of them. He's in at least two of them. And you cannot deny that he brought that. And Trotz not recognizing that almost cost the Capitals because in case you're wondering, the Capitals started those playoff runs with with Braun on the fucking bench. Rana was sitting game one against Columbus. And then in game five against Pittsburgh, when we were down, Rana was on the third line to start that game. And then he was moved up. And you can't you can't overstate how incredible he is as a player and how he's done it. Basically attests to the fact that his coaches don't two out of the three coaches don't like him. I hate Todd Reardon. I thought he was a terrible head coach and just slowly got worse. I, uh, and never I think we can him. agree on that one. But yeah. he definitely <laughs> knew how to use Vrana. He knew how to use it. He knew what he had in Vrana. And he knew what he had. And he used him properly. He got all that ice time, was a top five, five one five scorer last season and the year before too, I'm pretty sure, and was one of the best forwards this team had going for them in the next ten to fifteen years. And he <sighs> I hate when the argument is is that people are like, oh, his defense wasn't that good. His defense wasn't that good. The man's defense is not exactly amazing. I don't ask a forward unless they're a center to be good on defense or to be fucking revolutionary on defense. I don't think Ovechkin's ever given a shit on defense for more than like two <laughs> minutes in a game. And he's still one of the best forwards of all time. True. He's given a shit, but he's never given a shit to the point where he's like, yeah, Ovechkin's the defensive stopping forward they need. No, Ovechkin is legitimately just, you know, he goes, he scores, he, he, he gone. That's what he does. But I I think it became abundantly clear to me that something was wrong during his during the current slump he was in before he broke it with the goal. Because I could tell, like, LaViolette was refusing to use him in certain situations. He was benching him in third periods. He was refusing to put him back out there. He wasn't giving him the opportunities other guys were getting. And I was like, you're going to fucking drive him out of Washington. You're going to drive one of our best young players out of Washington because you simply cannot fucking see the talent this person has. 
I hate these stubborn ass, old ass head coaches in the NHL that ruin people. And I don't want to fucking hear it from anybody that's bitching about us letting go of Trotz. Trotz was a stubborn fuck, and Ronald would have been gone long before this if Trotz was still here. I am not even fucking holding back my breath on that. Rana would have been, would have dipped the first chance he got. He would have left. He would have denied any contract and would have demanded a trade because Trotz refused to use him. And I was glad they got rid of Trotz and decided to let Rana be the top six guy they wanted. That being said, the trade does, does a lot of positives now that I'm looking at it rationally. I think getting rid of Richard Con Ponick's contract is important. He's a forward that is going to be here longer that you no longer have to think of. You can put that money into a guy like Shiri who's more reliable. You can put that money into an yeah. extension for Sprong, who has blown away expectations this season. You can focus on using that money to get Ovechkin back because you're re-signing Ovechkin. I don't know if you know this, but if you want your stadium to still be upright the second the next season starts, <laughs> you're going to resign Alex Ovechkin and give him whatever the fuck he wants. I don't care if he wants the rest of the cap space. You're giving it to him. But the one thing that I haven't talked about yet is Anthony Mantha, and that's because I, I've heard a lot of good things about Anthony Mantha. And when you hear good things about a player out of Detroit, that team, that's something that's yeah. that's something to at least be marginally excited about. I'm not gonna fucking sit here and be like, oh my god, he's gonna revel. No, he's his stats are good and they're good from he's Detroit. A great player. And they're good by Detroit they're good by NHL standards. So that means they're good as shit from Detroit standards. His <laughs> best player he probably played with was Dylan Larkin. He doesn't get many minutes yeah. with Larkin, actually. I, I was looking at that. This is the top line, I thought. doesn't matter. Point is, is he is far and away one of the most impressive things out of Detroit. And we got him on our team to play with a very talented forward core. This forward core is still top five in the NHL, I think, by far. I think it's still one of the best forward cores in the NHL. I think you've got such a great balance and blend of skill and talent. I know speed is the one thing they don't really have besides Kuznetsov now. Um, and what's it called? I swear to God, my Discord will shut the fuck up. Good Just Lord. put it on Do Not Disturb. Just I, click I on like, your I profile gotta go, picture. I gotta click on the one. It's the, it's the fucking one that I made with. It's the new one I made. Because it's... Just click on your profile picture. Another, and another thing to look, another way to look at this. You know, obviously, we all love Jacob Vrana, and a lot of us have mixed feelings about Peter Laviolette. But if Peter Laviolette is going to be the coach of our future, then, you know, we want guys around that he likes and that he's not going to nitpick and bitch at or bench over stupid shit every five days. And, you know, he obviously had mixed feelings about Vrana, which caused issues. So if he brought someone in here that, you know, he fucks with, he thinks can work out, and isn't going to nitpick and bitch at, then that can be a plus side for us. Yeah. <clears throat> like um, here. Um, I'm still not done. And Manta, Manta takes a good amount. Manta takes a good amount more shots than Vrana has in his career. You know, he's played one more year than Vrana, but he, he has about, he's got like 200 more shots than him in his career. So you can look at it that way. Mm -hmm. And, um, but one thing I will say, Vrana, Vrana in his career has only got he's only got sixty-seven penalty minutes in his whole career. Mantha's got a whole one eighty-eight, so you gotta look at that also. He he clearly brings a bit more penalties, but I also feel like that means he's playing more defense. So you know it can you can look at that either way. <laughs> All right, 
Um, to finish what I'm saying is that I'm going to miss Jacob Ron a lot. I have followed this motherfucker since he was drafted. I have followed him yeah. forever. I watched him play on the World Juniors with Team Czech when he was with Pasternak and all them. I have watched him blossom into one of the most incredibly underrated forwards in the NHL. Um, he is incredibly talented. He's going to get ice time. He's going to get the chance to be the star of a team. He's going to get the chance I'm to do whatever he wants. And I am so thrilled that he's just able to do what he wants. And I, I'm just excited to see what happens next with him. Um... I am allowed to root for Detroit this year since they don't play us and I can root for them. And I'm going to be able to root for Detroit. Um, yeah. They're not going to play us no matter what because they're not making the fucking playoffs. Um, but I'm going to root for him. And the next year when he when they play us, I'm going to be excited. I'm going to try to go to the game when he first comes back just to go see him. Bring a sign. Bring a sign. Oh, that, I'm going to steal oh, you that, back. Yeah. That's true. That's your tribute. ass back. Um, oh, the tribute. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, if I ever see you in the street, I'm going to fucking shoot you. Um. Okay, we go. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We can't be saying that. No, I'm kidding. The point is, I'm kidding. Back, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break his kneecaps. But the point is, okay. The point is, is that I like this is a deal that is definitely not gonna. There's not a clear winner right now. There really isn't. There is not a clear like. You could say Detroit won because they got all this draft capital and stuff, but they got to use it, and the draft capital isn't decided what it's gonna be yet. So that means they could be getting pick number 32 in the draft, which I hope so. If pick number 32, Jacob Ron or Richard Ponock got Anthony Mantha in a cup to us. If he scores a Hattie this this year, I'm buying a jersey. Yo, you hear yeah, it, bro. I am in, I am it, it doesn't matter when it is. It can be against the Buffalo Sabres or on three empty net goals in one game. If he scores a hat trick this year, Regular season or playoffs, I will be buying a Anthony Mantha jersey. Huh. I I, I kind of want to say one other thing about this trade that I guess is concerning. The, the general manager uh, of the Detroit Red Wings is Steve Eiserman. And what Steve Eiserman does is he absolutely fleeces teams, and he's been doing it for years. It's how and he, he built a super team in Tampa. And, you know... I, I told you guys this off, off, off live. I've been watching Lucifer lately, and one thing that a lot of people do in that show is they make a deal with the devil. And to me, at least, it kind of feels like uh, Steve Eiserman making a deal with Steve Eiserman in the NHL is like making a deal with the devil. You're just not going to come out on top of it. So I, I if I was nice Ryan McClellan, I would have been very, very cautious if um, I was calling or being called by Steve Eiserman because he does not lose trades. I don't think there's a He's way Detroit loses trades. this He's trade. Trades. I, in general, in general, Iserman, Iserman comes out on top. To be, I just to think be fair, Brian McClellan had a, trade. a phenomenal offseason. He brought in Schultz, yeah, that Siri, is true. Chara, Lundquist, Sprong. The Dylan contract's a little stupid, but the problem, the thing is, he's won, he won four out of five things he did this offseason. He drafted Hendrick Clapier, who's a fucking steal at the pick he got him for. He's got a decent farm system to pull defense from, pull forwards from. It's not like this trade is going to kill the Capitals. It's I not going to screw them. It's I not. Think, no, it's not. I think it's definitely going to be a trade that you see there being a definitive winner eventually. But if the Capitals can win the cup this year with Mantha, I really do not see this trade like hurting. Like I like they'll be like, Oh, Ron is so good. I'm like, we won a cup. Like, who gives a fuck? Like Yeah, no, if if we win a championship the next <clears throat> couple years, there, there's no loser of this trade. That would have been like the I shit with what's it called? Like when fucking uh Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk 
Like, if we won the cup with Shattenkirk and he left, I'd be like, okay, cool, bye. Yeah, exactly. And okay. Malta's going to be here for the next three years. He's going to be here he's... for a while. We're not trading away. It's on a good contract. This isn't a rental. So the picks, they don't hurt. It hurts, but it doesn't hurt as much. It's just, it sucks because it's like... It's and like, you know, like everybody who like isn't as familiar with him, like go watch some Manta highlights. Like he he's a big body. He has good hands for someone of that size. Like, you know, obviously at first all of us are going to feel hurt from this, but... You know, if I'm being frankly honest, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do and what he can bring to it because, you know, he's a he's a pretty even, you know, points goals to assist ratio player. You know, it's not like he's just a one one trick pony. And you know, obviously, we want anybody that we can to give assist to Ovechkin because that's our main goal here. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm just excited to see what he can bring to the to the lineup because you know yes while like will said we do need to get back into the direction of having players of you know dominant speed which we just lost with Verona but you know we are, we're already a pretty physical team with guys like Ovechkin Wilson Hathaway Chara you know I don't see any hurt coming from adding another big ass body so you know I'm excited to see mm-hmm. how some big goes. ass yeah. fat ass big ass fucking yeah John Carlson's ass too so you know I, I mean there's nothing oh yeah <laughs> He's dump truck. The dumper. Um. Um. Uh, so we got just, our thoughts out. It's just a out. sad. It's just a sad day. We got day. our thoughts out. We got our sadness out. I may have threatened to kill someone. Um. No, you didn't. I didn't. I'm We're gonna sure. cut that. Uh, I'm gonna cut. Coffee. 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 All right. Let's let's look at the comments on our on our Twitter post. Yeah, I saw one that I liked. I saw one yeah, that I liked. We can, um, we can best best goalie mass in Caps history was a pretty good topic. I think that's a good topic to discuss. Yeah, Holpe um, had some really nice. Holpe had some fire masks. Um, he had the, what was his? I'm trying to think. Kolzig had some nice masks too. I'm too young to, to have known what Kolzig looks like. Kolzig had it. My favorite mask, mask in like was Holpe's 2015 Winter Classic. I don't know what it is. It looks like some big ass dragon lizard shit holding like stars and flames on it, and it's pretty fucking tough. Yeah. I think it says Killa on the front, so that's always cool. No, it says Zilla. Yeah, so I guess, 2015 I guess Winter Classic mask is my favorite. What'd you say? Oh, Holpe's Winter Classic? Classic Are mask you, was so nice. Holpe's Winter Classic mask? Yeah. Yeah, he was paying tribute to Kolzig on Yeah, I know. It was just beautiful. Yeah, that's a, that's a sick-ass mask with the w on the, the W on the side and then Uncle Sam in the front. Kozik had, had another mask with um, what's the like the dude from Saw on it? And then oh it um the yeah That's um pretty sick. Why can't I think of the dude from Saw? Um, Jig Jigsaw. <laughs> Whatever the fuck yeah. it is. But Kozik <laughs> Kozik got some sick ass masks. So yeah, he he has another one with like a big ass flaming Godzilla on top. I guess Zilla was his nickname. I don't know. Excuse my young age, but what um, was Holpe's um stadium series mask? Um, I think it was his regular mask. I mean, Holpe's regular mask was pretty cool. <laughs> Looked really good with the away jerseys. Okay, I think that's a good. Yeah. Some other. There's definitely. Yeah, Holpe had some cool ones with like the um the eagle head on top with the star. Kind of like think of Capitals goaltenders like. <laughs> It's hard to it's hard to just like remember masks to be honest. Yeah, that's why I'm on Google right now. <laughs> um, I like I like 
this question. Who should be the yeah, next Neuver, GM? I'm sure Neuver had some nice masks. <laughs> I like the question, who should be the next, for Caps Radio Consumer, who should be the next GM and why it should be you? Uh, each of us can make a case for ourselves. We can just go. Yeah, Neuver's had some nice masks. They're, they're just like simple capitals designs, but they're not bad. Yeah. I okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be a decent GM. I play franchise mode a lot on Shell. Okay, how about I this? Make, I got. An, I got. I make I got a lot of good trades. What do you say? I got an idea. All if right. you were to be the GM of the Capitals, okay. current roster that includes the Verona trade today, what would be what the, move what would be the three moves you would make this off season? Um, number one, I'm making a push for Jack Eichel. Okay, that's one. Um. I don't, you know, I don't know who you give up for that. You know, everyone's saying that you give up Kuzi for that. Kuzi's obviously my favorite player on the Caps, so I don't know how I feel about that. But um, if you can work something out where you don't give away too much to get Jack Eichel, you know, I'd see that as a good move because Jack Eichel's Jack Eichel. Um, other moves I'm making. First off, I'm, keep, you know, this is head coach more, but I'm putting fucking Nicholas Backstrom on Ovech and Ovechkin on the same line permanent time. Because that's just what we need. Um, I'm sending Brendan fucking Dylan to the thrift store. <laughs> try, trying to trade him for a bag of airplane peanuts. If that's the best I can get, I'll take it. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of defenders around the league that, that are definitely going to be moving around or free agents this summer. So I feel like there's definitely defenders we could pick up, you know, for that place. And even without that. We literally have give, Favari. Give TVR a fucking chance. That's man. what I was. That's what I was. My like. Was my... Get ri- get rid of Brendan Dillon and get the most you can out of it, and put TVR on if the starting line. If it's nothing, line. it's nothing. I don't care. If you get a seventh round draft pick, take it and put TVR on the line. Anybody else? Uh, who wants to give it a go? Three. You get three moves. I'm eating. Hold on. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go. I'll go. Number right, one, I want to get rid moves. of. Uh, I think anything a cap the caps GM should 100. I, I like the idea of looking at Eichel. Obviously, you're not going to be able to give up nothing. You're going to have to give up a lot of assets. Yeah. But I think you're willing to do that for Jack Eichel. Yeah. Pretty much anyone's on the block when it comes to him. Uh, so I I I would make a push for him. I'd make a very hard push for Jack Eichel because the the one thing that I think that could make this team a lot better is an elite center. I I absolutely love Nicholas Backstrom. Evgeny Kuznetsov in the 2018 playoffs was was unbelievable. But we don't have an, a truly elite, elite center. Like a like a guy that just, like, every time he's on the ice, he's special. We don't have that right now. I'd, just, I'd say that for winger, not centers. I think we have a, one of the best center depths in the league. I, we I have think great we, depth, but we don't have a single guy. I mean, Backstrom is definitely a top-tier Backstrom's not Eichel, Matthews, McDavid, Dreisa. He's not special, special. I love him. Well, he's yeah, not, but if special. we were to get a guy of that caliber, we'd have to give up half of our team. I don't think you'd have to give up half your team, but you'd have to give up some good prospects. I would say two first-round picks, a good prospect. And probably, probably one of McMichael or Lapierre and Kuznetsov. Yeah, I think you'd have to at least have a look at it. I'd also love to send Brendan Dillon's contract into the sun because I, Martin Faravari <laughs> will be a great player He's gonna in be the NHL. Next year. He's playing next year. Mm-hmm. We've seen him in the yeah. NHL. He's looked good. He can skate with anyone. Who are we talking he about? He needs to be Faravari. Martin Faravari. Um, oh, okay. He needs to be on the roster next year. And in order for that to happen, you got to get rid of Brennan Dillon. So 
Just you know, like pay and whether you like have to put him, put, whether you have to pay SpaceX to send him into the sun, or or pay you know Buffalo to take his contract. Uh, yeah, just, I, I want to get rid of Brendan Dillon. So just and out after of that, I've given giving money to a veteran. Out of curiosity, I looked up like free agents for next season. Just, just, just curious, like to see like what the top defenseman would be, or like a good defenseman. Tyson Berry. No. 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 He's a product of secondary assist to McDavid and Tristan. Yeah. And then after that, I don't know what this is. Just a uh, Savard just got traded, right? David. Yeah, Savard, um, got, yeah, traded. Savard just got traded. I wouldn't just, want him. this. This is me just reading. That's it. They only put two defensemen on that list on that top thirty. We don't 30 need new defensemen. We just need to. Bring well, up we, just need, we just need. Yeah, we just need. Yeah, we just need. Dylan to fuck off. We need Dylan to fuck off. Dylan, if you're watching this, sorry, buddy. We're just speaking. Go fuck words. yourself. I don't feel bad. You're god awful. Get off my fucking team. Grubauer is a free agent next season. <laughs> no, no, we can't. We don't have the cap. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just reading. I'm just, I'm just reading names. I'm just reading names. Just reading names. Do we want to go to the next question? Oh wait, I, I want to take my. All right, what would I do with my GM mode? First order of business. First order of business is I would send that. Greasy hair, motherfucking ass, Brandon Dillon <laughs> TikTok to the sun. TikTok making. TikTok ugly, dancing. Ugly living room making. Only scoring against Boston having ass, Dillon. Buffalo. To Buffalo. For like, <laughs> Buffalo. whatever they give us. They could give us fucking nothing, and I would still take it. Um, My second order of business, if I were to make like my first legit move, is probably get Ovechkin at his last contract because it's going to be his last contract. I hate to say it. It's going to be his last contract. I would make sure Samsonov is locked up long-term and um, at least four or five years because we can trust him. I I trust Samsonov. Um, And then I'd get Shiri a short (coughs) deal. Maybe like a two or three year deal. And then run the mill of a sprung extension on it because you're going to want him back. Um, There's a good chance Oshie's going to be gone. Um, uh, considering uh, considering mm. the, the moves today have made it very obvious that Oshie's probably the guy going to Vegas or fucking Seattle, um, and Fuck. that or Jensen, <laughs> that or Jensen, and that's. But the good news with that is that's money coming off the books that we can use. Yeah. Um, and if it's Oshie's, if that's like seven. Oshie, Oshie, Oshie's my favorite player on the Caps. Oshie's what that seven million like, per year? He's I would I would just cry. Sorry, that's seven buddy. million per year we could put back into an investment. I would definitely invest in a free agent top nine forward. Um, hold on, let me see. I pulled it up, and there. Let me see. Uh, I I, I think the Caps going going back to like what Will was talking about with like getting like a big name center. Obviously, I you know that'd be great, but I don't want to give up a lot of you know assets. But you know when it comes to our wings, obviously Tom Wilson's Tom Wilson. And TJ Oshie's TJ Oshie. But if, like we're predicting, if TJ Oshie goes, we don't really have a major scoring winger once Ovechkin's gone. So, like, if we were to go out there and get a big-name top-tier winger that can score a fuck-ton of goals, like a Rantanen or a Kucherov or someone of that caliber, you know, There's I think... There's not a lot of... That's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen, but I'm saying um, that would be best-case scenario. I'm not going to lie. There's not a lot... The right wing is looking like fucking trash. The left wing... We also just don't have the money. The left wing... Okay, Ovechkin's there. Um, well, if we lose Oshie's seven mil contract... I would say if you want to go for, like, 
uh, kind of buy low, just see what happens. Wouldn't hurt because he's not exactly blowing it out of the water this year. I don't think I don't think a Mike Coffin would hurt. I really don't. I yeah, Mike Coffin. Mike Coffin would be good because yeah. remember he's a power play guy, and we're gonna need a new uh, winger. I mean, probably gonna have. Uh, what's his name? Wilson stepping where Oshie is, but you're gonna definitely want a guy yeah. if you want a second unit like absolute ripper sniper guy. Now, um, you can pair him and Mantha with Eller, and you can put them on the power play, and then you have the you can either have him be the secondary Ovi guy, who's with Orlov. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, you are definitely I definitely take a Mike Hoffman. You could also see, um, I, Tomas Tatar would be pretty interesting to look at. I would like oh yeah, he's just definitely. I feel if Gusev goes off, if doesn't get an extension, I'd say give him a look. Um, but our left wings, we're now without Vrana. Um, Mantha's a right winger, right? Mantha's a yeah. right winger. Um, I mean, he could play on the left. So we're right? gonna need another left wing, and our 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 number three left wing right now is I, number two left wing is looking like a Daniel Sprong, and I love Sprong, but yeah. uh. So we need a power play guy. If you want like a depth guy, though, I definitely say I'm seeing some good names. Bringing back Daniel Carr wouldn't hurt. But otherwise, Daniel coming back. But the the second move I would make is definite. I think I'm gonna go with you guys. Is just seeing what it would take to get Eichel. Um, really giving that a shot because, um, I think if you if you're if if you get Jack Eichel. You can easily say for seven to eight years you have a reliable center if you pair two decent wingers with him, it'll be money. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. this year's a blip in the radar because of the injuries and just how terrible Buffalo's been. He's a fucking stud. He is your he is your franchise guy. And if yeah. you want that guy that can take over after Ovechkin, I'm telling you, give it to him. He's the guy. Um, if you want that, I know Backstrom yeah. will probably be here for a couple more years after Ovechkin. He's a little bit younger. But um, he's getting old too. He's so. getting old too. Yeah. You're gonna want that next big guy, and he's one of them. Um, and number three, this is this is one that I'm sort of personally biased to, is is just is let the youth take over the defensive youth. Yeah. You've got Alexi and Fevari who are both gonna be ready next year. Um, you've got McMichael who's gonna be playing next year. You've got Lepierre who's gonna be here in a couple of years. You got Lee. You got Leeson. You got Pillion, you got fucking AJF, Michael. you got Gersich, McMichael, you got all these young players that some are not going to pan out, but some are good. We know McMichael's going to be good. He's tearing it up in the AHL, AHL right now. Favari's good. He's ready. So I, if I were to say this, I want Carlson to be the top defenseman. I want Favari to his right. I want him paired with him next year. I, I think that would Orlov. actually work really, really well. I want, I, I, Fe- I, I want Orlov and Schultz. And I want Jensen, and I want uh, Alex, Alexi, 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 Alexi. I'm not bringing Bring back Chara. Chara. I'm not bringing back Chara. He's. he's I'm bringing back Chara. Uh, no, like, no, no, no. He's gonna. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I'm. Yeah, I'm saying, let Chara. those two young defensemen play because you've got established defensemen already there, like Jensen and Carlson. Teach them. You got Favari, who's amazing and could really give Carlson a lot. Like he'll be his really first like developed properly made defenseman that's got the abilities to pair with him it's perfect and then you got jensen with um alexiev that can be your defensive shot that which alexiev's defensive numbers are pretty good so the bottom line is 
is you got to get these guys integrated into the lineup somehow. The biggest question will be where you put McMichael, and I do not know what that's going to look like. Because yeah, I don't want to move at him. The to end of the, at the end of the day, if you want him at center, this is going to hurt. But you know exactly who's going to be gone if he's going to play center. And it's not going to be Nick Dow. And it's not going to be your top two. It's going to be Eller. That means Eller's going to go. Yeah, exactly. He's either going to play wing or you're going to trade him. I don't want to trade him. I think Eller at the wing would not suck. But if you're going to use McMichael as the 3C, Eller's going to have to step off the wing. And he's going to have to play his 3C until either you decide he's better than Backstrom or you decide he's like, you know. I don't know personally what the situation is going to be like in three or four years. <coughs> Michael's probably going to be the one C in three or four years. You don't know what's going to be like with Kuznetsov, what his situation is going to be. You're not going to know where Eller is. You're not going to know what Dow's going to be. They're both going to be gone. Hendricks is going to be up. It's a lot of rotating pieces, but the earlier you get these guys, these young guys integrated into the lineup and get them to be the everyday guys, the easier it gets to transition them. That's the shit with um, – that's the, that's why Rana worked out so well. because early on, he was getting small little blips, small little five, six-game stints with the Capitals early in his career, and I was going back down to Hershey. But then the second they needed him, 2018, he stepped in and played well when he needed it. And he was there almost every day in the lineup. Fuck you, Trots. Every day in the lineup when he was able to. And then when he finally was the everyday guy for them, he was he was more than ready for it. And you got to do the same thing with Michael. You got to do the same thing with Hendricks. You got to do the same thing with Leeson. You got to do the same thing with Alexia. Got to do the same thing with Favar. You got to put these guys where they are going to do the damage. Yeah. It's, Don't give them the damn keys to the franchise, but give them their opportunities. Give to them the chance to learn. Make them the interns. All right. They don't need to be the scores. Good, good follow-up question. So, so with this trade for Mantha, we lost our first-round pick for next year. But we do have a second-round pick. So what direction do you guys think we should go with that, our second-round pick? Forward. Take forward. the best player available. Forward. If it's not a goal. <laughs> best player available or forward. It's one of the two. If it's like a fucking mm-hmm. god-tier prospect that's dropped to us, fucking grab him. But if it's a forward, you need to grab a forward. You need to get a forward. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that it's, you're going forward with this. You can't say no to forward. All right, so Angry Pete, on his other one where he was talking about the goalie math, he did mention that Brendan Dillon's a sleeper for Greasy smelly motherfucker, he deserves it. He makes a fair point there. I can agree with that. He either smells like fish and hair gel or like a nice cologne. It's one of the two. Any other questions we want to answer here? Do we want to call it? Uh, will Vrana pass Burakovsky and Forsberg as best players we traded away? Neither yeah, of them are going to be as good as Forsberg. Philip yes. Forsberg is, Forsberg is, a, is, a, is a nasty just so good. Oh, it hurts so bad. I think he's already. Even, I think he'll pass. I will say I, I this. I'll say this. I don't know what the fuck everybody was on about when they said we're, we're wasting Burakovsky potential. He sucked with us. He wasn't good. He was he was inconsistent as fuck. He was bad. He had like one okay season, and you're all acting like a. a, a a bottom six guy who never seemed to get it going was going to make a difference when we already had Rana prove he was better. Rana's so much better than Burakovsky, and if he gets the minutes he, that Burakovsky does in Detroit, he's going to be miles better than him. Like, in, in fucking insanely better than him. It's going to be unreal. Like, you're going to see this I, I, transcend. I, like, I think he's a 70-point season guy, Rana. I think he is. Uh, right, I, so, I agree. He's not I passing agree. Forsberg, though. Yeah. You, you yeah, look at Forsberg, he's, Forsberg, but I, he's I a... Forsberg's, but a number, Forsberg's a number one, uh, a good number one center or a great number two center. He's, a uh, he's, he's got skill. He's a 
Dude's dangles are oh insane. God. Wait. Yeah, he's, uh, a he's a winger. He's a winger. Forsberg's the center. But he, he's a great player, is, is the point there. All right. So, personal opinions on NHL's most hated Ryan Reeves, Rat Boy, etc. Wilson's off, Wilson Ryan, is up there. Off, Wilson is Ryan up there. No, nah, well, yeah. We, were talk- we have. We have. We all, we all love, we all, we all love Tom Wilson. But Ryan Reeves, Ryan Reeves can go eat a Fuck piece him. of shit. Dude, and- did you see the hit he had the other day? And they didn't yeah, and they're not doing yeah, jack shit about it. I can't they're believe that that's not a suspension. It. Ryan Reeves can go lay on a sidewalk and burn like an egg. I don't care. He's a dirty-ass player. I think we can all admit that Tom Wilson has done dirty things, but Ryan Reeves is definitely miles more dirty overall. Um, and the thing that really irks me the most is, you know, anytime Tom Wilson touches somebody above their shoulders or it's on illegal. their shoulders, it's, it's illegal. Pick him out of the league, suspend him for the rest of the year, ban him for life. He's been doing this his whole career. But Ryan Reeves will go out there and literally, you know, threaten guys and elbow them in the head blatantly and the Department of Player Safety does absolutely nothing, which really blows me. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, let's not forget he watched Game Five from the press box. Yeah, Tom <laughs> Stanley Cup champion Ryan Reeves, loser. I think if you're looking at the objective three most hated players in the league, um, and you're just looking at like dirty players, I, like honestly, I think Austin Matthews is probably up. not not for being dirty. I don't think Matthews is dirty, but I think he's he's top three hated players in the league. So many people hate him. Yeah, I don't uh, think he's deserved. I don't who, either. Who do you I think, think he's most hated in the league? Who is it again? Austin Matthews is. One I think Austin Matthews is up oh, there for, for being just hated. Hate yeah. See. <laughs> see, I'm. I'm. I just don't no, like me. Just, me, me too. Like a Joe. Jackass. No, Joey. So, me too. Yeah. That's how I so, feel about it. My dad. I, I, I don't cool hate that. him. But a lot of people hate him. So my dad. So I would my, say, he gives off major fucking Patrick Kane vibes, and I hate Patrick Kane. Why do you hate Patrick Kane? Though I love Patrick Kane. I love Patrick Kane. I love Patrick Kane. Let's 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 minus the fact that he punched a cab driver. I would say top three most hated are probably, uh, and Reeves, I'm not Wilson saying these are the ones I hate the most, Matthews, Marshawn, and Wilson. I don't think Reeves is relevant enough to be hated as, as much as the three of them. Those are probably the three players that people hate the most. Um, Reeves, part of it is because all of them is actually are good. a very good person and a spokesperson. I will say that. I just think yeah. he's a fucking prick and does a lot of all stupid shit. Dick. Yeah, I agree. I don't like I him. I think that's the, that's the difference. I think Wilson is a little bit similar. He does have, he's a great person off the ice, Tom Wilson. He's a great person. Same thing with Marshand. You know, I hate Marshand. Marshand's kind of a kind of jackass. Guy. He's kind of a jackass. Nah, he, he's, a, he's a pretty nice guy off the ice. He'd be yeah. tweeting at fans, though. That's funny. That's cool. I do like that. Yeah, I kind of no, like that. I can respect that. That's funny. Do you think players should have more of a Twitter presence if they wanted, to, like, if they yeah, it's just could? Whatever you want to do. I don't. They, know, I know, but they like, probably what? would if they if it wasn't, you know, the prime cancel culture where if you True. say if you say or do one wrong thing, then you're getting fined or canceled or shunned for the rest of your. What career. player? What player do you think would be good? Who like doesn't tweet at all? Oshie would be hilarious on Twitter. Yeah, you're right. I think Oshie would be oh, funny. Shit, um, Carlson. Carlson. Yeah. Carlson's yeah. Carlson should start at OnlyFans. He'd be okay. like that one dad that like tries to know how to use technology. How do you do, fellow kiddos? Or Braden Holt. I Ovechkin. Ovechkin's funny no matter when he posts because he can't type in English. Like he can't. <laughs> he's got a Russian dude. Keyboard. Whenever Ovechkin talks before games, like he's talking about his burgers, like jalapeno, honey mustard. <laughs> oh, such like, a Russian like, accent. Like ham. <laughs> Dude, do you see the picture yesterday of the coke can in his locker room? Yes, that's me. That's fucking me. I'm doing that shit when I make the NHL. 
Um, what did he do? Yeah, there's a, was a co- Coke can. It's just fucking Coke can in his locker. He was drinking Coke after it. Uh, fucking. Oh, he's just great. I love him. He's just funny. Oh, he's like... an amazing guy. I love him. He's he's a great oh. person. <laughs> Fuck Wayne Gretzky. Fuck Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Fuck that that fucking Fuck Canadian prick. Stand up goalie. His daughter though. Today's his country daughter, we're though. hating on in this podcast is the Canadians. Fuck his daughter though. His daughter though. His every daughter. every podcast oh. I shit. I'm in a committed loving relationship, so I'm not gonna comment on that. I love my girlfriend. A flex offender. Fuck you! Listen, every single podcast. She needs to know that I love her. Every single podcast I'm shit talking a country. Today's country of the day is Canada. Fuck you guys. World Juniors, baby. We own your cup. Trevor Zegras owns your country. We own. Trevor Zegras owns you. We own everything, and we actually destroy. I'm not gonna talk about the fucking coronavirus, but you guys suck. (laughs) You guys suck. We live in your ass in baseball. We own your ass in basketball, sort of. The last time, the last time a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup was 1993. Last time a Canadian team won a championship, the entire country got shut down because of a virus. I blame them. (laughs) Fuck you, Canada. I'm gonna be honest. Canada kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, Canada's pretty fucking sick. Tim Vancouver's Hortons. sick. I've been to Vancouver. Vancouver doesn't Hortons. count. Vancouver is in Canada. It's literally just like Tim France. Hortons. It's sick though. Vancouver and Montreal are cool. The rest of that shit and Winnipeg sort of. The rest of that shit can go away. Fuck Canada. Let's continue. Um, Justin Trudeau should start an OnlyFans. Okay. Do you guys want to wrap it up soon? Because we're damn. We get it. You're busy, chess boy. What? Jesus Christ, come for his head. Um, what did I do? Look. <laughs> I, I think we all know that today is a tough day in Cap. This is probably the worst day in Cap's history in a long time. Um, all right. Uh, stop the Cap right now. This all right, we is, got no. podcast. Who, what's, what's been worse than this? All right. Losing to the Islanders, losing to the Canes, losing to the Penguins, Bro, twice losing to the Rangers. Nobody about losing the Islanders. We knew that shit was what? Like losing, I losing absolutely cared. I cared too. Oh, losing, losing to um, uh, what's Rangers. Yeah. Like <laughs> that Rangers that overtime kinda, playoff that kinda, loss. That was kind of fucking, that was kind of lit. Uh, that Canes overtime loss hurt. Didn't Mika's the Banajad drop like. 20 points. He dropped on five on us one night. Just dropped the Oh, five yeah, he dropped five, five goals on us. Uh, I'm not talking. I'm just talking about the playoff loss when we lost in overtime. We blew that. The... Listen, everything that happened pre 2018 just kind of got nullified because we won the cup. So that shit doesn't hurt me anymore. The shit that happened after still hurts. Shut the fuck up. It doesn't hurt, okay? Every Braden single... Holpe being traded. You can't, you can't tell me what we doesn't hurt. We didn't trade Braden Holpe. He just left. Yeah, losing Braden Holpe hurt more than losing Jacob Vrana. No. Absolutely not. Yes. <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah, I think it did. I agree with you on it that one. It definitely did. Listen, Braden Holpe, I lo- I love listen, Braden Braden Holpe, Holpe was passion, great. He's man. an amazing person. All-time best goaltender for this franchise. Just kind of washed up his last Losing game. Mike Green hurt more. Bro, Mike, every time we let someone <laughs> go, they're washed up, bro. Mike Green was washed. He didn't do bro, shit. Bro, Mike Green played for like six years after leaving. He us. didn't do shit, though. He didn't do shit. I still loved him. I still loved him. Jay Beagle, great guy, kind of washed. Um, losing, losing Brooks like, losing Brooks like. I mean, the foot fetish guy that, that didn't hurt. Bro, uh, what's wrong with feet? Like nothing. You just own. don't gotta be so fucking adamant about it. Like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you don't gotta always be talking about feet. Like fuck. 
He was putting no. Um, you know, here's here's what I have to say. This is the beef I'm picking with today. Is the fact that every single fucking time he got to, he and his girlfriend would tweet about their sex life, and it was annoying. <laughs> like I get, like you could say you have sex. I don't care. We just don't gotta fucking know about this. Like, don't we want to like say about carrying on the um hockey struggle tweets? All right, all right. Let's end it off with our funny motivational quote of the day. All right. Number one, whatever you do, always give it 100%, unless you're donating blood, quote Bill Murray. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. So much pain. Fuck Peter Laviolette. (laughs) Good night.